Welcome into Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State Athletics. A big week, Chapter 3 of KSU football versus Jacksonville State as the Owls and the Gamecocks get together for the first time at Fifth Third Bank Stadium this Saturday at 3 p.m. The podcast crew will preview the matchup. We'll be joined by quarterback Xavier Shepard. Jordan Griffith will have the Big South Blitz. And then, as always, a little fact or fiction to wind down this episode of Inside the Nest. PSA here, folks. Please go ahead and pre-purchase your parking and tickets for Saturday. We are expecting a capacity crowd at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. So visit ksuals.com slash tickets. Purchase your parking, which is also cheaper to pre-purchase, and your tickets ahead of time. Well, without further ado, let's bring on the podcast crew and break down KSU versus JSU on Inside the Nest. Welcome back into another episode of Inside the Nest, joined by the alumni, Barkley Miller and Brandon Sutton, the intern, Jordan Griffin, and soon-to-be KSU graduate as well. We'll throw a big graduation blowout party for Jordan here in December when we're on the road for a playoff game. And I'm your host, Nolan Alexander. So, okay, we already got one promise out of the way. This game coming up on Saturday. I don't know if we're going to promise any victories, but the one thing I can promise, based on the first two matchups, we're going to have an all-time classic fun game if it's anything like how the first two played out between the Owls and the Gamecocks. What do y'all think? I think Saturday is going to be an electric showing of the Owls and then it's going to be an even better opportunity to try and even things out and just have a great amazing what's going to be soon to be a sun matchup mm -hmm. in the future and it's going to be great to see just how things are going to continue to build and build between these two teams. Yes, Sud, it's going to be an instant classic. You know, it's going to go right on top of the past two games that they played in 2017 and 2018. And I'm looking forward to watching these two two teams play. It's definitely a, kind of a defining moment for both of them with JSU coming off that heartbreaking loss to U University of Tennessee Martin, which, hey, shout out to them. They, they, they went in and got the job done at Jacksonville State. Nobody saw that coming off the back of the huge win at Florida State. So – we talked a little bit before the podcast, Brandon. I mean, what do you think? I, we, we know that JSU's offense kind of runs through Cooper, and that's kind of – he led in passing and rushing, had 318 passing yards a week before, and to top that off, 37 rushing rushing yards, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. How do you think KSU's going to compete against that? Well, coming into this week, I think – the UT Martin game was a great showing because, one, it showed that the rushing game is effective against this team and what's better than our rushing attack in the FCS. So I think coming into Saturday, we're going to have to stick really close to hitting hitting uh, inside with the two backs and trying to stay to try to get as many explosive plays as we can to the outside with these slot backs and just and from time to time be able to hit those occasional deep field passes that we've been able to see this season. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how we're going to be able to expand the rushing game this weekend going into uh, Jacksonville State. Yeah, I agree, Brandon. I mean, just a little, you know, little some numbers for you guys. UT Martin had three people over 40 yards rushing. Two was 60, one was 67, one was 63, and that's how they got after Jacksonville State. That's really what defined the game. Jacksonville State got 
ahead early and just it seemed like to me, Brandon, kind of pulled the the foot off the gas a little bit and let UT Martin creep back in and eventually come away with the win. And that's one of the worst things that can happen for a team, just getting up or getting up too much too early and just be starting to get that feeling of just being too comfortable. And, and, and like, it, it's a it's a very nice feeling to have, but as, as things continue to play out and then the other teams continue to try and keep grinding and grinding and get back into the game, as we saw on Saturday, UT Martin did everything they could to get back in this game, and they finished it on top. Yeah, and something that I think Kennesaw State's going to have the edge on this weekend, Brandon, is – that defensive line that we continue to talk about every week. I think that they're going to be able to get after Cooper, something that UT Martin didn't do a great job of, make him move around and be uncomfortable in the pocket. Yeah, he's got legs, he can move around, but no quarterback throws it as good on the run as they do in the pocket. And that's something that I think this Kennesaw State defense and defensive line is going to do a great job of. And on top of that, they're going to be able to build off of that outstanding performance against Wofford. They did a great job staying in their zones, making sure Wofford wasn't able to throw to wide-open receivers with busted coverage like we saw against Georgia Tech and Reinhardt. So if they continue to build off that, Brandon – it's going to be a great game, and I'm excited to see the crowd that shows up Saturday. Hey, coming off Saturday, uh, coming off last Saturday's game against Wofford, we saw that it, the defensive line had an electric performance. It was great to see, and we need to continue to build off that going into this week's game because we all know that Zaire Cooper is going to come and try to give Kennesaw his, their best shot. So we need to keep him on the move, running out of the pocket, uh, trying to just make things work uh, while he's uh, – trying to just convert and just as long as we can keep him moving and just keep things flowing in our uh, keep the momentum flowing in our direction I have no doubt that the Owls will come out with a victory on Saturday and another thing that I think is interesting and, and I really like all the points that y'all brought up from a Jacksonville State side you get up against Florida State I mean y'all know that as players you're going to go down on the road playing ACC team at night you're going to get up for that ball game then you've got a rivalry game against North Alabama. That means a lot to both of those communities. And that was a really tight game. You play without your quarterback. And then you come home, home afternoon game against UT Martin, a team that I know had Jacksonville State circled for a while. That's tough to get up for that. And I don't know if some of the Gamecocks are looking ahead to this matchup, one that I'm sure they've had circled for a while too. We talked about how difficult this schedule is for Kennesaw State. That's some tough sledding for JSU, too, from what they've had to go to start out this season. Yeah, no, you're right. And <laughs> we talked about the Owls and how tough of a gauntlet they're having to go through for the first four weeks. I mean, Jacksonville State is right there with them. And it's funny because, like I said earlier, this is a game that both these teams circled at the beginning of the year. They are mm. very excited to play with the two classics, you know, being before this. And then it's like, what are you made of? I know I said that against Wofford, and that kind of defined how this Kennesaw State season look like, looks like it's going to go. But, man, talk about just matching yourself up against another top 25 FCS opponent in Jacksonville State. And the same is to be said about Jacksonville State. They don't forget Kennesaw State's the one who knocked them out of the playoffs back in 2017. And then 2018, the SunTrust game, nobody will ever forget. Six overtimes, Kennesaw State comes away with a win. And a lot of those guys on this Jacksonville State are on this Jacksonville State team are still left, and they know, and you know that they're hearing it from the coaching staff as well. So, I think it's huge, Nolan, and not only that, Fifth Third Bank is going to be rocking Saturday. And I don't know if Jacksonville State's been at a crowd like that. Yeah, they went and played at Florida State, but they didn't have a lot of people there. I know it wasn't loud. It, it seems like their crowd was there backing them against UT Martin, no doubt, but. Man, the bank can definitely be a tough place to play, and I think that's going to lend its hand to this Kennesaw State offense and defense Saturday. 
how do y'all view that as KSU players? You go out there and you're in front of a capacity crowd. Both bands are going to be there. Jack State is going to travel some fans too. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be all gold. We want it to be all gold, but there's going to be some red in there too. What does that do for you from a player's mindset? Well, from a player's mindset, let's first things first. Let's look back to 2017 when we went to Jacksonville State that first time. Sitting on that sideline and having a gigantic section of yellow just behind us and just chanting, screaming every time we had a good play, hearing the names, hearing the sounds, it just it helps just boost the feel, the momentum, the just everything that's going on in the game. And just having that behind you just helps us push through to that first victory. And then going to the SunTrust game, an even more electric and outstanding out audience and just having so much and so much going on around you it just helps give you that little boost that little that little that little nudge to help try to push you through a game and it's just so spectacular to feel and just out to, uh, to see um, and I, I'm sure uh, Barclay could tell you being at both games as well it, there's nothing better than just having that crowd behind you so no matter what's going on in the field if it's a fumble uh, even it's a pick six nothing can get you down because you know hey we're still in it, and we got this crowd here behind us. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like a fighter in a prize fight with just, you know, the crowd roaring and willing you on. It's it's the same type of thing. Gets your adrenaline spiked. It gets you up for the game. Mistakes are amplified, and then the things you do good are amplified as well. I, I think that it really lends its hand to – and we've, we've been a – we're a lineman podcast here, right? We're, we're definitely – we love our lineman, offensive and defensive – and in the trenches, man, it's even more so because you're going after it every play. It's not like the wide receivers who might get a playoff here or there boxing, you know. But, man, in the trenches with the crowd behind you and an electric crowd, whether they're for you or against you, it really doesn't matter. It's going to get Jacksonville State up as well. Like whenever me and Brandon were able to go travel to Liberty all those years, I mean, man, that crowd was so hard to beat and it was so fun to play in front of them. I think it's going to be the same thing Saturday. Jordan, what's the atmosphere and the talk like on campus amongst the student body? Yeah, I, I think the biggest storyline of this is the A-Sun implications of not just football, but all of sports. Because to create a true rivalry, you have to get the students on campus. You have to be able to get the guys on campus involved and care. And this, this is the game that they care about. This is the game that is going to pack the stands. This is the game that's going to bring up all the emotions, all, all of the rage, all of the passion that you're going to see from the, the student section. Um, th this is a really exciting matchup. And, again, with all the other sports now having to play the same team, we saw soccer just playing this last weekend, that adds a little bit more, and that, that's going to change just about everything for the student section. Yeah, Jacksonville State already has the early lead against Kennesaw State, winning in volleyball and women's soccer over the weekend. So it's time for football to get a dub in the Owls versus the Gamecocks. A-Sun rivalry and everything but football future. A-Sun football rivalry starting in 2022. It's a 3 p.m. kickoff Saturday at the bank, ksuals.com slash tickets. You can watch it on ESPN Plus and listen on the KSU Owl Network on the new KSU Owls app, ksuals.com slash app, if you haven't downloaded it already. Okay, we talked about Zarek Cooper in this offense, and I want to present one more question before we switch to a very strong JSU defense against a KSU offense that just had its best game against Wofford. So we saw Reinhardt challenge some in the vertical passing game. Georgia Tech really didn't go vertical with Jordan Yates besides a couple 15, 20 or so yard passes. Wofford, I mean, tried the deep pass, didn't really work out for the Terriers. Do you think with such a strong arm that Cooper has, Wofford's going to try to extend the field in the vertical passing game and eye some KSU corners. What do y'all think? 
Uh, 100%. I feel like coming out Saturday, that's going to be one of their main objectives is to try to hit some hit those deep shots because that's there's one thing that you can't beat a good deep shot because one it changes the momentum, flips the, it flips the field, and it'll just put you in the perfect position for a quick subtle touchdowns. And against this offense where we like to hold the ball and try to keep it away from them, they're going to need those quick long shots. Yeah, I mean they're, they're going to go after them. The KSU secondary better be ready because. Not only is Cooper talented, they have some talented wide receivers at JSU as well. Ja'Cory Burks is going to get challenged. Markeith Montgomery is going to get challenged. Cole Loden's going to get challenged. These guys are going to get some deep balls thrown at them, and it might come on first down. And I'll tell you another thing, Nolan. If we see a big penalty, I'll put my money on it. They're going to be taking shots as soon as they as soon as they hmm. get that advantage. You know, but for a thing that is natural in football is big turnover. You take a shot the next play. That's something that I think we're going to see a lot, and that's something that Kennesaw State's going to have to do that they have yet to do so far is have a turnover-free game. This Kennesaw State offense is going to have to kind of get it together, not put themselves behind the sticks with these bad penalties as well, making it hard for them to convert. But then on top of that, not turning the ball over. We don't know if we're going to see X. We don't know if we're going to see um, – Murphy, but whoever it is, it's going to have to be a turnover-free game, flawless game, and, and that's what it takes to beat these top 25 opponents like Jacksonville State. We're joined by Barkley Miller, Brandon Sutton, Jordan Griffin. I'm Nolan Alexander here on Inside the Nest, previewing Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State this Saturday at 3 p.m. Okay, so that's the JSU offense versus the Kennesaw State defense. Let's flip it over here on the other side. A Jacksonville State defense that – Scored two defensive touchdowns against North Alabama. Had, at moments, another strong defensive day against UT Martin, although Skyhawks had some success with running the football, and we'll touch on that in a second. And our Kennesaw State offense, let's talk about the Owls. We talked about in the bye week last week, had its best offensive showing, averaging in the rushing category over five yards a carry, total plays, I think it was like 6.2 yards a play. Great offensive numbers overcame a couple of turnovers to roll through Wofford. Offense has some mojo. Jacksonville State defense has been opportunistic this year, and we know what can happen if the Owls turn it over just a couple of times, and that's immediately 14 the other way. What intrigues you about this matchup between the Owls offense and the Gamecock D? Uh, the biggest thing for me is I feel like this is going to be one of those opportunities for our offense to Get the get the experience against playing an, another top caliber FCS team, and that's really what we need coming into this time of the of the year. Because the best experience we can get for most of these young guys is experience playing these higher quality teams. These opponents are what we need to be seeing right now. So for this offense going into this uh, Saturday's matchup, I'm very excited to see the offensive line versus this defensive line. They've they've made a lot of noise. They've been able to do a lot of good things, especially during the Florida State game. Uh, so I, I'm very excited to see how uh, we're going to be able to mix things up and just see how those guys are going to be able to communicate up front to uh, get assignments down because I'm sure they're going to be doing movements, uh, playing a lot of games up front, trying to get some confusion uh, no matter who's in the backfield with X or if it's Murph. So I'm going to be very, very excited to see if these guys can come together and just uh, put one, put a full showing together for their offense this Saturday. I'll tell you what has me excited, Sut. What has me excited is the – the way that UT Martin was able to run the ball against this Jacksonville, Jacksonville State defense. I know that everybody likes to talk about JSU's defense. They're big. They're physical. They have some big names on there as well. But the way that UT Martin was able to go into Jacksonville State and run the ball when they needed to especially, 
linemen getting to the second level, walling off linebackers. That's things that's going to have to happen here with Kennesaw State and to get Glover, Daniels, and even the A-backs, maybe Farrah and Mike Mike going. I mean, that that's going to be a game changer here for Kennesaw State. And, I mean, come on, man. That's what the Owls do best is run the ball. So it's going to be super exciting to see that as well. Like you, I know you hit it on the offensive and defensive lineman battle that's going to be going on this Saturday. But on top of that, I'm very curious to see how this quarterback battle goes as well. We have two very talented guys, whether we're talking about Murphy or X, lined up against Cooper. It's going to be exciting to see. And then another thing, Kennesaw State's going to have the advantage if they're able to run the ball like we want them to and keep that clock rolling, keep that time of possession on our side. That's going to keep the ball away from Zarek Cooper, which is going to be good for the Kennesaw State team because, I mean, he's such an explosive athlete has such a strong arm, like Nolan said earlier. I mean, that's going to be huge in this game. And, and building off that, I think this is mostly just going to be like a, a true showing of how uh, we're going to see offensive coordinator Grant Chestnuts wants to try to play this chess match on Saturday night. It's going to be a great showing of how he's going to be able to use all of the guys to not, one, control the clock, but, two, try to hit uh, as many uh, explosive plays as we can to get as many points on the board because you can't lose a game if you score the most points. Yeah, you, you guys are the X's and O's guys as former players, but – Jacksonville State allows 4.6 yards per rush, 727 total yards allowed on the season. That's that's Kennesaw State advantage right there. Now, is that fact or fiction, what you said? The team that scores the most points wins the ball game. Uh, I feel like that's pretty much fact. <laughs> According to my record on fact or fiction, I might take that as fiction, but, you know, I'm going to be a better judge this time and go fact. <laughs> Well, it's going to be a great one. Again, 3 p.m. Saturday, KSUOwls.com slash tickets. You can watch it on ESPN Plus and listen to the call on the KSU Owls app, KSUOwls.com slash app, and KSUOwls.com for the link as well. Well, guys, anything else you want to talk about with this matchup between Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State Saturday? Man, I don't know, Sud. I think that Kennesaw State's best option is going to be Keep the ball in Kennesaw State's offense's hand, run that clock down, keep the ball out of Zarek Cooper's hand, and then on top of that, let the defensive line get after it and go eat and get him out of the pocket. I think that's some of the big keys to be successful on Saturday. And I think you're exactly right. I'm looking for us to use a lot of the two-back and Kyle Glover and Preston Daniels this weekend because those, those short yardage plays may not seem like much, but three yards here, four yards here, that's a first down. And I'm just – and I'm really excited to see how we're going to be able to get them incorporated on Saturday night and get them going. Yeah, and talking about the deep shots, I want to see another Spotsville interception. I want to see them attack the ball. Don't attack the man. I want to see them attack the ball straight out of the air. The secondary is going to be tested. Uh, I, I think they're going to stand up to that test. Looking forward to it. Up next here in Inside the Nest, we'll be joined by quarterback Xavier Shepard. Then Jordan will have the Big South Blitz, and we'll wrap it up with Fact or Fiction. It's all coming up next here on ITN. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. We're joined by Kennesaw State quarterback Xavier Shepard here on Inside the Nest. X, it's nice to be able to sit down and talk with you. First, 
how was the bye week? Were you able to take care of your body a little bit and enjoy some rest and relaxation while also prepping for Jack State? Oh, yeah. It was uh, really exciting, you know, getting a bye week, coming off a big win. Um, a lot of guys were banged up going into the, the following week, so we kind of took the week off and really relaxed and got a good R&R. Good. What do you do to rest and relax off the field? Rest, um, honestly. Uh, for the most part, I'll, if, I, if my body's pretty banged up, I'll get in the ice bath, um, get in the boots, you know, uh, just go to treatment to make sure everything's in working order. So at home resting, is it movies? Is it TV? Is it video games? Is it reading? What is it? L a little bit of everything, honestly. Just making sure I pass the time by. Um, if I'm too bored, I'll ask my roommates what they're doing, you know, to spark a conversation every now and then. So. Yeah, X, so something that I've been wanting to ask you since I saw you get to play against Robert Morris last year, man, how have you been able to just get such a good grasp of the offense at such an early stage, you know? I mean, you're a sophomore, and even last year, whenever you were really just a freshman against Robert Morris, you look like you've ran the triple option forever, and coming off of a spread-type look in high school, how, how were you able to just transition so well into this offense? A lot of film study, a lot of practices. Um, you know, I had great coaches, great great teammates. Uh, Tommy Bryant, Daniel David, they kind of paved the way a little bit. Watching those guys, they were really, really helpful in my process. So Yeah, yeah, no, man, it's definitely paid off. To that point, do you like to give it to Kyle Glover more or do you like to get it more out to, you know, Nakeem Farrell or Mike Mike? Uh, I know, obviously, the answer is going to be keep it yourself, uh, but whenever you have to make that choice, what's your favorite option to go with? Ooh, that's, that's a tough choice. Honestly, all those guys can fly. Uh, if it's – ooh, that's a, that's a tough choice. Come on, if come it, on. You, you can give it up, man. It's okay. Uh, okay. Um, I'll put it like this. If it's midway through the – third down and stuff, KG's getting it. No doubt. Sweet. And then if it's long distance, 15 yards, Farrell or Mike Mike or any of the other slots that want to get it. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, looking ahead a little bit to this weekend, right, how excited are you to play JSU and what are you expecting in this game Saturday? Uh, it was really – it's really exciting getting to actually play them. Um when I first came to Kennesaw, my official visit was watching JSU at SunTrust Park. So it was it was a really exciting time seeing those guys play out there. Um, being able to play them, that's, it's just a wonderful experience. Yeah, yeah, and I think I'm excited to watch you guys play too. I know Sutton's got a few questions for you. Oh, yeah, so just we're going to get away from uh, Barclays trying to get you enemies in the locker room. <laughs> 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 but um, – uh, like you were saying, like I, I know, like when you're here for your official against JSU, that in the uh, SunTrust game, uh, that just electric atmosphere, just so much going on, just, just the high tense situation. Coming into this game on Saturday, I know you got to be looking forward to coming into that. But what's one thing you want to do to try to make your biggest impact in, on Saturday's game? Uh, just make sure, uh, just always play the next play. Um, if I make a mistake, then just be a team leader, team player. You know, hey guys, come on, let's go. It's going to be all right. You know, just keep the ball moving. And at the end of the day, just make sure I keep the offense running. Heck, yeah. Like Coach Chestnut says, never too high, never too low. Never too high, never too low. Constantly going. Uh, also, hey, so what, what what do you want to try to look for just going into this game? Like you've had, the last, you've had this last week off with the bye week and uh, 
just continuing to prep for them on Saturday. What's one thing you're going to be like looking for from not just like uh, your, your offense teammates, but from your defense side of guy, from your defense side guys. Like, what's one thing you just want to try to keep in their heads, just like on the, t on the front of their mind, just going into this game on Saturday? Just being able to play the whole game. You know, sometimes we'll be really high in the first couple of quarters, and then really low in the last few quarters. So, just being able to put a whole game together is what the main objective is this week. All right. Hey, I'd like to hear it. Not trying to go back too far, but talking about the Wofford game, you were coming off, everyone was coming off a rough game at Georgia Tech, but you picked it up against Wofford. What was kind of that mental adjustment of having to bounce back against a team like Wofford? Just play our game, honestly. Going into that week, we knew kind of what their game plan was going to be uh, against us, watching a few films from past uh, when we played them in the past and just what they would tendency do. You know, um, so we kind of knew if we just play our game, then we'd be all right. Specifically for you as a player, what did you learn from the Georgia Tech loss? Uh, a lot of things. Um, there's going to be highs and lows, you know. A few things won't go our way in the beginning. Right. Um, you know, if you turn the ball over, just pick your head up, be a team leader, you know, get everybody on the field, off the field, um, just keep playing the next play. Yeah. Not, not a question, but I do think you did that terrifically against Wofford, a real good bounce-back performance. In that Wofford game, after the second turnover, and then Wofford gets the football, throws an interception, Cole picks it off, and then we get the football and we go on a march. What did you say in the huddle before that drive? Honestly, just finish the drive. You know, we, we've been so close in just different drives and the games played before, so I just told the team, hey, guys, let's go. Let's, let's finish the drive. Mm -hmm. You know, let's put one in the box. Afterward, team has a lot of fun in the locker room after wins. Everybody's crazy. There's a lot of celebration. Now, you just said you're not a too high, not too low guy. What do you like post-game after a win? <sighs> okay. Um, honestly, after a win, I'm pretty mellow. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll celebrate with my teammates, you know. I'll, be, I'll dance and jump around with coaches and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, I'll, I'll be okay. Guys, <laughs> let's go. You know, I'm trying, I, when we're on the road, I'm trying to go home. Honestly, I'm trying to get back to my bed. All right, Coach, come on, let's go. Yeah. Uh, you brought up something I thought was interesting. You said your official visit was at the SunTrust game in 2018. Did that submit you as an owl? What did that do in your recruitment process? It was really exciting, um, you know. That whole atmosphere, you know, just seeing it, seeing how how the offense was ran, and just I think it, it pretty much submitted my official and stuff like that, you know, um, just being able to see it again. Because I, I had seen it before when they played Alabama State at home earlier that year, but mm -hmm. my official visit, I think that was really the stamp. Is there any talk in the team right now about the crowd that we're going to have this Saturday and playing in front of that? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of guys are excited about that. Good. Um, a lot of students going to be there, a lot of parents, just everyday people. So just keeping our heads up and being able to show up for our hometown. Guys, anything else before we put him on the spot? What's uh, What do you think of the cannon? <laughs> oh, uh, it, was, it was a kind of a shocker when I first seen it. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, but now I'm, I'm more prepared for it, so we'll be ready. Looking for a six-overtime thriller on Saturday, or what are you looking forward to? <sighs> Six overtimes. Ooh. Um, <laughs> if we get that far, hey, let's really grind it out. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just feel like if we handle our business the best way we can, you know, 
we'll just see how the game goes. So uh, Twitter has donned you as Professor X, giving you that nickname. Did, one, what do you think of that? Two, uh, did you have any other nicknames in high school or any that you got when you first came here to KSU? Scale of 1 to 100. Uh, scale of 1 <laughs> to 100. Scale of 1 to 100. <laughs> um, I'd say a negative 5. <laughs> I honestly don't like the name. It's grown on me now just because, you know, I figured they would come up with something like that because of my major. Um, but, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, no, it's not. That's not it. <laughs> um, a few of my nicknames in high school, X-Man, X-Factor, um, The Good Shepherd. <laughs> um, That's a good one. I think those were the main ones, top three. The Good Shepherd's pretty legit. If you could pick out of all the nicknames you've been given, which one would you like to go with? Um, or make your own. Honestly. Or make your own, yeah. Um. I'd say, just to keep it simple, X-Man. X-Man, okay. That's just to Noted. keep it simple. You heard Noted. it first, people. The official name is X-Man. X-Man. Well, Xavier Shepard, thank you for joining us on Inside the Nest. We'll leave you with this. Is there anything that you'd like to say? Give a shout-out to your teammates, a family member, or fans. Open mic here. Uh, shout-out my parents, dad and mom. You know, they've done everything to get me where I am in this point. Um, my family, both sides of my family, my mother's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, just uh, my grandmother. Um, she's kind of, she helped me through COVID. So it was really nice just shouting her out and being able to tell her, hey, love you. Um, yeah, just telling my family I love them. Awesome. Well, Xavier, thanks for joining us. Best of luck Saturday against JSU. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. We know you're concerned for your health, but rest assured, we are here for you. Our hospitals, health parks, and offices are open and taking every safety precaution so you can get the care you need. Wellstar, more than health care, people care. Welcome back in to the Big South Blitz. I am Jordan Griffith. We have a jam-packed podcast here on Inside the Nest today, so I'm going to try and keep it brief, but we have some very stunning and just a crazy week in the Big South. We'll get you some standings. Let's get you to some Big South scoreboard update. First on the docket, Robert Morris, they win 22-16. to They're now 1-1 one one on the year. We knew Robert Morris last year was really struggling. They seem to maybe have turned it around here in the fall, or at least getting off to a better start this year. Now looking at some other Big South teams, UNA continues to struggle mightily. They are down to 0-4 on the season. Nichols beats UNA 31-14. They let a third quarter lead slip away right from under them. So UNA needs to, needs to button some things up in the second half of games if they want to contend in the Big South, but we will be seeing them rather soon. Another very shocking game, if you ask me. Gardner-Webb beating... Western Carolina 52 to 34. Now, once again, I've talked numerous times on this podcast about the offense of Gardner Webb. They are a dangerous team on that side of the ball. But man, 52 to 34 versus a team like Western Carolina. Sure, it's not Alabama, but man, putting up 52 points on any defense at this level is certainly a feat to accomplish. Then looking at another team, doesn't get talked about as much. North Carolina A&T, they get a big-time win, 37-14 win over North Carolina Central. 
So they move on to one and two in the year. Looking around the rest of the Big South, Charleston Southern unable to hold on against Eastern Car- I guess East Carolina, 31 to 28. They controlled that game. They had the lead for most of the game until the waning moments. East Carolina takes the lead. Now Charleston Southern down to one and two on the season. And I think maybe the most shocking. The most appalling score of the weekend was Monmouth getting the brakes beat off of them 45 to 15 against Holy Cross. Monmouth now 2 and 2 on the season. Are we seeing maybe a different Monmouth team than we did in the spring? All of their players played. All of the main players were there. They just got beat. Holy Cross beat them up. We can dive more into that, but uh, certainly the most shocking Big South score. And if you're looking for a tale of the tape, why Monmouth just got destroyed by Holy Cross, this is the second time they've lost at home since 2017. That is how good this team has been at home protecting their home field. But if you want to look at the tale of the tape once again, it comes down to sacks and first half production on the offensive end. Tony Musket with a rather average day, but the problem is, He got sacked six times, six times on the day. He finished 16 of 27, 133 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And another problem, they didn't score any points in the first half. All of their points came in the third and fourth quarter, so they were completely shut out by Holy Cross in the first half of play. They dug themselves a hole, and they just could never get back out of it. And for the second consecutive week, there are no real standings. Monmouth still at the top at 1-0, undefeated in conference. Charleston Southern at the bottom. As of right now, University of North Alabama is the only team that is winless in their schedule so far. So that is going to be it for the Big South Blitz. I'm Jordan Griffith. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get you back to Inside the Nest. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back into the part of the podcast you've all been waiting for. Would you rather in fact or fiction? So we heard from friend of the pod, Sean, on Twitter. He said, give Barkley the points. So Barkley, you're on the scoreboard finally for fact or fiction. We'll see if you can make it two in a row. But Jordan, lead us off. Would you rather? All right, fellas. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in a line again? Oh, traffic lights all day. We live in Atlanta, man. Have y'all ever sat in traffic and traffic lights? But the traffic lights aren't what's causing. That's not what causes the traffic. It's just the the abundance of cars, which I'm going to go ahead and say is a line. Yeah. And I will take the second one, which also gets rid of traffic completely. Wait, that's the answer. Well, that's what, that's, what was, that's what I took it as, traffic lights. I mean, I figured that take rid that get rid of all traffic. Now, if we're talking about a line getting rid of traffic and I have to sit at red lights, I'm okay with that. But you wouldn't have any because it's green lights. Like, there's nothing stopping you. You're just you're going the whole time. That's what I'm saying. So there's no traffic. Therefore, I'm taking the traffic lights. Uh, I can't co-sign that one. No. 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 Don't wait nope. in the line. Nope. You ever been to an amusement park? Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Nah. Yeah. Oh, I'm nope. not going to Disney Take anytime the lines. soon. I'm with JG. I'm taking the lines. Because, no, I can handle. I can DMV? Handle. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. You, you go right in. Hey, you get a new license. Whatever you need. 
Whatever if you, you go did. to the if you go to the Cobb DMV, the one over there, kind of close to Kennesaw State, hats off to them, man. They get people in and out. You get a number. There's not a long line. I have not been there for any longer than 15 minutes. I call BS. Shenanigans, shenanigans. I'm just so okay. So first of all, he tries to sell that fact or fiction yeah, to yeah. us last week, and now he's lying. <laughs> so can we just? So, with that point, let's go ahead and throw the asterisks there. So, one more. Yeah. One more, and we're just going <laughs> to knock that off. Hey, no, look, I, I need an answer from Nolan. He, he's just shocked. I'm yep. not sure which side he's riding here. So, I'm going with the lines because I get so impatient when I'm standing in line and somebody's having a situation in front with the cashier or whatever, and it's not the cashier's fault or there's just something messed up. And, and my wife can verify this. I always pick the worst line to get in. <laughs> Always. Okay. Grocery store, any any sort of checkout thing, waiting to enter a stadium. <laughs> oh, Always pick the absolute worst line. We'll get in there, and I just see everybody walking by, switch over lines, just like me sitting on 285, getting to another lane over there. Nope, everyone goes past me. And so I'm on 285, 75 a lot. 285's horrendous, and there's no traffic lights there. So I'll, I'll go with the lines, but I am... I see where you're going with the traffic lights, though. I'm not fully against it, but I'll pick the lines. I think Barkley's just used to not have to waiting in lines because he's such a big deal. <laughs> you know, I think that's what it is. He's just <laughs> able to to just go straight through. He doesn't have to wait. He can go into the crown club of any baseball stadium in the world. He, can, I mean, that's just kind of his, his his thing right now. I don't know, man. Were you the missile? I mean, I, I, torpedo. The, what the, can't the, you get right torpedo. about that? You said uh, the, the missile a couple times off the air, <laughs> and now I'm starting to get a little upset. I, I don't know, man. Everyone knows ever since the podcast went out that the torpedo is a thing. So I, I, I'm surprised you have to wait in lines, man. <laughs> I, I don't think he anyone just puts has, has my. And goes <laughs> I don't think anyone has my resume out there. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, would. You rather is over fact or fiction time. Let me pull this back up. I got to look at the statements again and practice my delivery because it's so important, right? I would not have expected that. Would you rather to be the most heated one we have? That was that was a good by one. far, I by agree. far. I agree. All right, fact or fiction? The first one. This this is for you, Barkley. Okay, the first statement: the first food grown and eaten in space was potatoes, or Twinkies originally had banana filling. It's the potatoes one, and we've all seen The Martian. Is what? It's fact. Okay. The it's it's fact. We've all seen The Martian, right? I mean, I, I've seen I saw the it, but was potatoes the first thing that he pulled that's out of those bags? That's what he grew. He grew potatoes. That was it. No, I feel like he did more that than that. That was the only thing he had. He was a botanist, man. Yeah. He was a botanist. Why are we always spending money to get Matt Damon from places as well? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to. I want to. I, I, I want to hear y'all's reasoning, and um, th- then I, I might change my choice because I can't go. I can't get another L. Could, now, could I get the question now, hold, again? Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! This is not in the rules. Like you don't get one point and get to yeah. decide. I'm going to go change my answer. Wait! 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 So, it just, first off, no it, one changes. It can be argued. I have the most impressive point here because I got a point because nobody got mine right. They can be argued that I have the most impressive point. None of you have that. See, right now, this personality that you're showing is a real line skipper personality. He's just, <laughs> he's just <laughs> on the rules right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they don't apply to him. Just. All right. I'll read I'm, them I'm again. S- you're, I'm going to go fact with the potato. Fact with the potato. Okay. I, I need to hear it again. Right. I do. I agree. I agree. The first food grown and eaten in space was potatoes. Okay. Or Twinkies originally had banana filling. I'd say 
the second one is true and the first one false. So you think the Twinkies one is true and the Potatoes one is false? Yeah. I just I don't because Barkley has just been so rude. I don't want to agree with him, so I'm going to go with the bananas. The banana had a banana filling for the Twinkies. That's mine. Yeah, I agree with Jordan. Just out of pure dislike of Barkley today. Man, what, if you, guys, what if you guys go down because of this, man? I mean, I'll be, go down swinging. Uh, you know what? I have principles. Principles. And that's what I'm standing on. All right, Barkley. How confident are you in your answer? I mean, I feel pretty confident. Like, on a scale of 0 to 100. 0 to 100? I mean, I guess we're using the Nathan scale here <laughs> instead of, like, <laughs> 1 to 5. <laughs> um, for everybody listening, if you listen to the radio broadcast, uh, Nathan McCreary, what did he do? He, he is rating the pretzel. He rated a yeah. pretzel from the third third row of the stands at Wofford while yeah. he was the sideline reporter. He threw out the scale of, he's like, what, 0 to 100? Like, wait, wait, wait. Is that what people usually do the scale on? So I guess, I guess we're using that scale. Um, I'm going to go with, like, a solid 85. Mm. Okay. All right. I got good news and bad news. Go ahead. Okay, the good news is you're confident in yourself. The bad news is you are wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. Take that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Victory is ours. Good guys win in the end. Good guys win in the end. <laughs> Barkley's going to go stand Just in line for the answer here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm confused at how I became the villain of the podcast. I mean, this is just. We, everyone's got to have a villain. Like, yeah, there's always has to be a villain. The, the turns have tabled. No, no the doubt. The turns have tabled. You're our Dave. Sorry. X-Man, you're on the scoreboard. <laughs> Got it right. Just keeps getting just keeps getting outperformed on the podcast. <laughs> well, congratulations. You're tied at the receiver, Caleb O'Neill. You know, each got a, a touchdown pass together. Now each having a point on Factor Fiction. So you're in it to win it at the end of the season. You know, we'll have a contest amongst all the players and see, you know, how long it takes for someone to overcome Barkley. Probably takes one more question. <laughs> Get Caleb back on the podcast. He just takes me over the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> So, the first food grown and consumed was romaine lettuce in 2015. That was what Space I was going to say. Yep, that Space was that lettuce. was my. Yep, mm-hmm. that, that's. I mean, look, <laughs> I was going to guess like an apple. That's solid. I don't know. An apple. I feel no. like ha- apples are hard to grow. But Twinkies originally had banana filling. True statement. Is that not shocking though? I mean, you you got you. I mean, you, it's or- I mean, it's yellow. You. Argued with yourself about what you were going to go with, Jordan. So, like, is that not shocking, banana filling, to start with? I don't know. I, I don't know what to but think But you know anymore. what? It kind of makes sense because I feel like the Twinkie, like, guy looks kind of like a banana. Isn't, isn't he? he? What is, is he? Is he a banana? Is he a banana? What he might is he? be. Like, what is the, the Twinkie, Twinkie mascot? Guy? I think we just we – Also, what's his name? Isn't he a banana with a cowboy hat and cowboy boots on? I think he is. I think he yeah. is too. If we, if it's you, a banana. You make it make sense. You should. Yes, it makes sense. Wow, makes sense. You should have thought through that. Yeah, well, I should have. Guys, I'll be honest. He may not be a banana. I think he may be a Twinkie himself. <laughs> oh, he man. looks like a banana. He does though. look like a banana. I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna venture anything more about this Twinkie mascot. We're not gonna go down. <laughs> we stumbled onto something. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you had a lot of fun. We always enjoy sitting down, talking KSU football, and having a little fun ourselves. For Jordan Griffith, Barkley Miller, Brandon Sutton, you can hear any one of those three guys on the broadcast this weekend. ESPN Plus with Barkley and me, Nolan Alexander. KSU Owls app and the KSU Owl Network with Jordan, Brandon Sutton, and Nathan McCreary. 
going to be a fun one. Purchase your tickets and parking ahead of time. Looking forward to seeing y'all at the bank on Saturday. Well, I'm also bad at this. <laughs>